I think it's so that if you're naked, um, it can be like, hey. <laughs> You'll know to like duck out of frame. Mm-hmm. Or if you're busy like cursing your boss, you know, on a Zoom call, you can be like, oh, yeah. crap, I'm, being, I'm recording. Well, no, there was that, like, uh, there was a, um, uh, a school board where they were going to have like a Zoom call with a whole bunch of parents and they thought they were still in the pre-meeting, but they had actually started the real meeting and they were like, these stupid parents, da-da-da-da-da, they should all rot in hell, like fuck them and stuff like that. And then <laughs> someone goes, wait a minute, are, are, are we live? Are, are we always, live? And everyone always. immediately just went, oh, oops. <laughs> I'll tell you, hey there, as, folks, uh, my evil twin is in town. As, as an educator, like a Republican senator, when asked a question in an elevator, as, <laughs> as an educator, I should teach this. But this is this is what we do uh, at work. If we're gonna say anything that might not be, you know, good or for everybody to hear, we do one of these. You stop. I can even write down steps. Stop. It's like cross the street. Look right. Look around. Reach over. Close the door, and then you lean <laughs> into the people you're talking to, so only they can hear it. Follow those steps, and you'll be all right. Exactly. No, see, right. where 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 I work, we've actually been told to uh, watch our language at all times. Um, so, Very for report. anyone who's watching or listening who doesn't know, I work for a local television station. I'm not going to say which one, but we work. You can put the clues together. Um, I saw one like hum theme song to it. We're owned <laughs> by we're owned by the largest local station group in the United States, and someone at a TV station said "fuck" on the air by accident. So the CEO came down and said, "No cursing in the." building so why is all. that the worst that why are we still clutching our pearls oh well curse it's, words? it's so so basically the the also why does the fcc exist uh to regulate the airwaves because the airwaves are a natural resource that so this is like the charter of the fcc the airwaves like broadcast television is sent out on public airwaves the uh, uh, radio waves are naturally occurring. Uh, you can't really own them. So local right. TV stations uh, are licensed to broadcast on specific frequencies that can then be picked up by television sets or radio sets. And the FCC regulates what uh, channel you can be on. So there's no cross interference right. and what type of transmitter you're using and basically works with industry groups to create like new technology and stuff like that. It's actually really cool. The DTV switch, which happened much later than it should have happened, but um, the DTV switch was all the FC, the, all the FCC and the um, like, like, you know, industry groups basically saying, this is better. We need to go over to this. And the FCC worked it out. I just, it's, um, I just want to answer that, that the but the reason why you can't say what is it, George Carlin's seven deadly seven, words or yeah, whatever seven dirty words um, uh, seven words you can't say on TV. Yeah, yeah, it's um, <laughs> I'm glad we don't have seven that. Dirty words this you is can't the, say on this TV. is the piss fucking cunting shitting internet. Hooray! Yeah, um, but anyway, hooray. Those, um, those words were actually not like banned from TV until he made the skit uh, called that, and those words were <laughs> arbitrarily put together because they flowed best when he said them. 
I want to so get that came up in like a congressional hearing at some point, and they decided to use that as the words you can't say on TV because <laughs> the comedian said that you can't say them on TV. So that's I why wanna, they were I want to get Ted Turner money. Harlan Okratsy. I yeah. want to get I want to get Ted Turner money so that I can own a TV station like Ted Turner did, and then I can be like, you know what? Fuck the FCC, and then every day I'm going to broadcast just me like sitting there with like some papers and be like, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, fuck. And that's the whole program. After I after your know. first broadcast of that, they would fine you seventy five thousand dollars. Right for but every single first word. No, no that's no, no, great. No, no, no. I'll keep paying like, it. E- eventually, you will run out of money. I'm not joking. The FCC funds itself. <laughs> it's like but yeah, do- with like TV licenses and fines and stuff. It's it's you will run out of money. They've got uh, they've got everything they need. I just wonder bury you. <laughs> how long how long I could just keep doing it, then refusing to pay and go to court and all that, just drag it out for years. I do know why people keep clutching their pearls about swear words, though. It's just like the fifth monkey syndrome, you know? Oh, because people have clutched their pearls before, so we must mm-hmm. as so well. People, right. Uh, and they don't even remember why it was originally a thing, which it was originally a thing because rich people wanted to put themselves above poor people by creating an arbitrary list of rules, such as words that you don't say if you're high class those are low class am i incorrect in my i believe i read that a lot of our curse words are based in a german derivative and only low class people spoke german i have absolutely no idea if you're right about that that. comes from flicken a german word which means to strike if i remember correctly that was the original why like that's a curse word why because german people say it Um, i don't know a a bunch of my coworkers, uh, a bunch of my coworkers, uh and i are science fiction fans we've taken to saying things like frack and uh frell and dren just curse words random alien made up curse words just around the office Uh, so far we haven't been told i mean we've been told that it's like super serial you guys don't you know we're super serial about this but like what are they gonna do if someone breaks the rule it's is there like a demerit system are you fired immediately is there some sort of gray area hr has been very unclear about this and it really (laughs) sounds like the ceo was super po'd that um someone got fired and a station got fined and just sent out an email and was like make this thing now and there's no real you know implementation of it is not really i mean it's good to have a it's good to have you know a workplace without abusive language but at the right, same right, time right, like right. sometimes i just want to say fuck context is so important ah. context is so important you know um that's yeah. what that's what i teach students i'm like look there's nothing wrong with cursing you just have to know when and where it's appropriate and when and where you have to be as i call it be fake and change your language like yeah. i applied for a um i was looking at a grad program the other day and I had to just, I had to write the fakest, dumbest, like, why we should accept you and why you're right for our program thing. And I was like, ah, God, I hate this. But you got to do it, like, certain instances. All right, so today uh, we are covering, we're going to cover the worst, what we believe the worst system of government uh, is. Um, And we're also going to start with, we've got a couple of, um, couple of news stories here. Um, so the one that was really interesting was, uh, we talked about Tucker Carlson. Was it last night when interviewing? I want to say, say it was either last night or two nights ago. Yeah. Straight up admitted so, that in 10 to 20 years, the right is going to elect a fascist. Well, hang on. Let me, let me read. Did the we not already have one four years ago? Let me well, hang on. Sure, he, sure, sure. It, 
I believe four years ago they already elected a fascist. He so, was an he was well, an accidental here's, fascist. Here's, here's what I had to say about <laughs> it. So so let me let me read off. This is according to HuffPo. Okay, this was this was the exchange. I, I trust HuffPo to get the dialogue right. And his guest, a guy by the name of do 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 uh, Jesse Kelly. I'll figure out who he is in a moment. Uh, said, "quote At some point, people are just going to say." Why should I follow the rules? Why should I be a good citizen if they don't have to follow the rules? Now, I would like they're to not, point out that both they, of these men they supported mean Trump. Black people. Both of these men supported Trump. what they're trying Trump. to say, and they're trying to pretend they're trying like... To say, they're, they're, they're trying to say, why should I follow the rules? But here's, here's Carlson in that, and they're just sort of riffing off each other. Uh, here's Carlson after that. He says, I mean... Things kind of break down at some point, don't they? To which Kelly responded, they will break down. They are breaking down. And as I've said before, and I'm telling you, I worry I'm right. The right is going to pick a fascist within 10 to 20 years because they're not, they're not going to be the only ones on the outs. Now, who's the they in that sentence, is it the fascists or the rightists? I okay, so I think or is he the, not making a distinction? But the, then he goes on to say, "There's 60 to 70 million of us. We are not a tiny minority, and if we're going to be treated like criminals and all subject to every single law, while Antifa, Black Lives Matter guys go free, and Hunter Biden goes free, because what would a Fox News segment today be without mentioning Hunter Biden at least once?" Um, it is uh, the Malaysian Airlines. Biden, Hunter Biden is the Malaysian airliner story that was to CNN. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hunter Biden is Fox's Malaysia Airlines. Well, They're never going to stop email. talking about Joe, it. It's Joe Hillary Biden email all over again. It's it, Hillary Joe Biden all over so, again. It's a manufactured outrage. Joe Biden could have so easily gone after any of Trump's kids, uh, virtually all of which are real criminals. Like Ivanka is in all kinds of shit with China, getting her dad to um, give her contracts over there to have certain product lines made and giving her access to- uh, oh, and, the, and the copyrights and the patents. That's the big thing. Yes. The copyrights and the patents are the big so, thing. So but what? Joe Biden was the bigger man. He never went after Trump's kids for all their innumerable crimes, such as, let's say, Donald Trump Jr. and the meeting at Trump Tower which was only not uh, which was only not treason because he didn't realize that talking to the Russians about them interfering in the election was a crime was what Mueller decided to say, even though ignorance of a crime is no excuse for committing a crime. Is I the got, precedent there? So uh, this, that, that should have been a crime. This is what I got for Mueller. This is what I got for Mueller right here. Both, mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. both of a Mueller piece of crap. So, but Joe Biden was the bigger man. He didn't go after any of Trump's kids the entire time. He never mentioned Trump's kids. Well, what did Trump do? Okay, go after but, Hunter Biden the entire time over nothing. But over I mean, a but fictional here, laptop that what was it? Giuliani said he saw. Yo, yeah, no, 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 no. The yeah. laptops that Rudy Giuliani received okay. from a Virginia or Delaware. It was either Virginia or Delaware. It definitely wasn't Maryland. I would have remembered if it was Maryland, Virginia or Delaware. A computer services guy who was, uh, quote, going blind, like he's not completely blind, but he's going blind and he's he's severely visually impaired, says that he believes it was Hunter Biden seven or eight months ago delivered to him four waterlogged laptops and then never came back from them. So when asked by the regular media, 
so how often did Hunter Biden come in for laptop repairs with you? The man said, oh, well, you know, this is the first time I think he had ever come in. They were like, cool, cool. Do you get a lot of like high powered lobbyists and Washington types coming to your store in this little well outside the Beltway computer repair store to do stuff? And also, how likely do you think it is that also, why would you, if you thought you had incriminating evidence on someone of like foreign affairs, treason shit, why then did you not turn the laptops over to Trump's FBI and instead gave them to his personal lawyer? It's uh, it's like almost, that's, that's it's, the thing where you're like, eh, sounds fishy, and then turns out the guy's a complete fucking nutcase. Um, so but, what I want to say earlier about about what they're what they're talking about is how they're not going to be left out, and there's sixty or seventy million of them. Is they saw this election that you're no longer able to win elections by rigging them and gerrymandering them the way they did, right? They're trying harder now. They're trying harder. Oh, yeah. But, but what they're saying is if we cannot continue to win through unscrupulous means, we refuse to pivot off our platform, we will burn the democracy down and install a fascist to get what we want. Yeah. Like Hillary well, only one of, one of the things that that's that's that um oh god, what is it called? Um hang on, there's there's oh god, I'll find it, I'll find it, I'll find it. It's uh, definitely a channel. It's definitely if we if we're going to be held accountable uh, to the laws, which we have historically not been as held as accountable as other people. I mean, just look at the the justice system, for instance. If we're going to be held accountable, let's burn the house down. Well, Well, it's more it's conservatives mistaking the uh, loss of absolute power for oppression. Yeah, exactly. No, but it's it's taking the uh, it's taking the um, the phrase uh, Jews will not replace us. And putting it in more palatable suburban mom terms, like, but no, there's, there's a, um, there's a, uh, there's a YouTube channel called let's talk elections. I've shared it with you guys. Uh, It's, it's, it's uncle Bobby's YouTube channel to check out this week. It's called let's talk elections. The guy is very nonpartisan recently, except for very recently with the Georgia, he put out a video yesterday called uh georgia republicans pass voter suppression bill and i think he really nails it in his explanation of he's like you guys know me i don't get partisan on this ever if i you know i call it like i see it i try to not fall for partisan tricks or traps and stuff like that i try to be as not centrist but as nonpartisan as i possibly can this is blatant voter suppression. Yeah. This is blatant voter suppression. And if you don't see that, I'm sorry. You've been tricked into like fascism and authoritarianism because that's exactly what this is. And, and, to, and, to, and to all the people out there who, who, who might be hearing my voice right now, look, I live in Georgia. Um, this has not really come into law yet. Expect a legal challenge, especially from uh, the ACLU, the Southern Poverty Law Center, and of course, Stacey Abrams, Georgia's very own, Stacey Abrams uh, and her fair fright. Uh, ooh, almost lost my phone there. Getting mad. <laughs> um, fair, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, fair, fair fight organization. And um, yeah, I it's, listen. Um, it's I going listen. to be. It's going to be bad. But most of this bill, and and to 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 his credit, the lieutenant governor of Georgia last week, a Republican, mind you, a Republican, came out and said this bill is completely unnecessary. 
These are a bunch of solutions looking for a problem. And it's well, completely yeah. unnecessary of, just because of, just because all, some people are mad we lost the election. And that's of, one of the things that, that Let's Talk Election then, talked about in his video. It's just is, to hurt people. Well, what, I, really, what I will it's say, what I what I really people. enjoyed is that even with Kemp, Governor Kemp basically stealing uh, the election in Georgia, because if you Maybe didn't follow the Georgia governor election, uh, basically the guy that was in charge of the election was, was running the, the election, yeah. which is insane. Like, yeah. how do you not step down? So well, I counted the votes and I won. Yeah. What can I what's, say? What's wrong with that? Nothing unscrupulous there. So even when we, so he stole the election and then even having stolen the governor's election had to watch as Georgia voted in two democratic senators. And then he looks like an asshole because well, also voted in a voted, not only voted in Joe Biden, not only voted in two democratic senators voted out his appointed Senator. Yeah, the person that Donald Trump warned him not to put in the Senate, and then he and had mean, to Kelly, explain. Kelly Loeffler, then he had Kelly to explain, like, yeah. Then he had to explain to his masters why he was unable to deliver anything in Georgia. Oh, that phone call! The phone call between Brad Raffensperger and a handful of like aides and other officials with Donald Trump, where he's just like, "I'm just looking for." Uh, what was it? It was like 17,000 votes. It was yeah. like, that. that's all we needed plus one. You can't find me those. And he's like, no. He's like, well, there's so I many problems. 17,000. The, there's there's so many problems with, with, uh, Very with, with um, you know, oh, he's like, there's so many problems with the voting machines. For, for anyone who's listening or watching, if you're not in Georgia and you don't know how our voting machines work, it's, there's nothing in the machine like and like the this, this idea that like the voting machines were tampered with you go there you show them your id you fill out a, a a card basically to tell them i'm here for the election and then they check your stuff they hand you a a chip card that you go to the ballot box with you put the chip card into a touchscreen computer the touchscreen computer, the only thing that's on the chip card, your information is not on the chip card. The only thing that's on the chip card is this is a ballot. It's very it's analog. Got, like, it's basically your analog, license yeah. number. No, 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 no. It's all digital. It's all digital. No, no, no. I mean, I mean like, and, and, it operates like it's and, not hooked up to a central. Right. The, the only right. thing that's on the card is your name, your driver's license number, and yes, give this person a ballot. And you put it in, you make your selections, you click submit, it goes, review your ballot and you have to review your ballot and whenever you're done reviewing your ballot you click print and it prints a paper it prints a paper ballot for you from a printer sitting right next in the same little booth with you you take that paper ballot you double check that it's saying all the things that you voted for you voted for and then you bring it to a scanner that has a lockbox underneath it it scans the ballot through the ballot ends up in the lockbox, and at the end of the day, the lockbox is taken and put in a secured place that's under 24-hour guard. Like, what part of that process was hacked? Especially, as Brad Raffensperger pointed out in his phone call with President Trump, pressuring him to change the election results in Georgia. Because that's, if you listen to the call, that's the yeah. only conclusion you can make. There's but no argument you can Brad make. Brad Raffensperger he... brought it up. They did a hand recount, a hand recount. They looked them. at the paper ballots 
and the results did not change. Um, so I will say, I think that I think that Stacey Abrams losing the governorship was probably one of the best things that could have happened for Georgia because now you're the world, really the world, because you have this moron now that's just like, I don't know what to like. I watched his campaign ads. I've heard the man speak. I've referred Ooh, to him before. Camp? Yeah, I've referred to him before yeah. as like evil Forrest Gump. Like, can you imagine the, if Forrest the Gump? The Republican Party is imploding <laughs> on itself right now. Like, and it's it, going to end Mama up. Mama said in, these were my magic ballots. She yeah, said the they let me elect anyone. The Georgia Republican Party is in absolute disarray right now. And the reason they're in absolute disarray is they lost the Atlanta suburbs. They yeah. lost the Atlanta suburbs. And the, the moderate Republicans in the party know that if we don't break away from Trump, we're, we're the next Pennsylvania, where the right. suburbs of the big cities are going to swing Democratic I, because we're absolutely insane. I heard somebody you know, the they, other day they go, they go moderate. They've lost the countryside. Well, somebody goes, well, why does Atlanta get to make the decisions for the rest of Georgia? And I'm like, because it's half the population. Because, of the state. Yeah, because more people live there. Say it with me. More people live there. More of it, like it's Georgia. Georgia I, I my exact argument to you, Peter, whenever you say that the number of senators we have is fair, that we have uh, so much more representation for uh, the minority than the majority. Yeah. It's, California it's should now. have like five senators, maybe 10. Yeah. Right now. Same. Hang on. Um, that would be a better system of government. There's so many better systems of government, but yeah. So I, I heard a TED talk with Stacey Abrams. Um, uh, Wait, yeah, yeah. Here, here it is. Uh, the Atlanta metro area. Okay, so Georgia as a state is 10.62 million people. Okay. The Atlanta metro area. Okay. Yes. From Stone Mountain to Douglasville, like this is a huge fucking area. Mm -hmm. The Atlanta Metro is 5.8 million. Nice. More than half of the state lives within a stone's throw of the gold dome in the capital. I'll tell you something about like, Georgia, having grown up there my whole life. There are a lot of places where you can drive around in Georgia and you can just look around and go, you know what? If I got in a car wreck, it would be four days till anybody found my body. That is yeah. most of the state, especially when you get out to like Western Georgia Oh, just, Central Georgia is yeah. just, there's nothing there. You, you, just you get to Macon, and then after and Macon, swamp. it's nothing. It's just, yep. I-16 is flat, and there's nothing out here. It's always, once you get off once you get off the Piedmont Plateau, it's just nothing. I always yeah. think of it, I'm like, what if somebody in a car wanted to kill me? Who would I tell? Because if the I, critters. I broke down, this was not this was not too far outside of Savannah one time. It's two in the morning. I hit a deer. I called the tow truck. I could not tell him where the fuck I was at. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, okay, man, check it out. Like I left Savannah. I drove for about 45 minutes. And he's like, what mile marker? I'm like, I do not know. It is two in the morning. Like my car is smashed into a deer. I need, and like, so he basically had to, he had to. During the age of the apartment or? No, this was a little bit after, but he, this man had to leave the city and drive in the direction I told him until he found me on the side of the road. Did he? How long did it take? Uh, like 30 minutes. Oh, okay. So not too bad. I'm shocked. He even, I'm shocked. He didn't just hang up on me. I was just looking for a deer. I found one. It's right there in your windshield. I mean, I guess if you're on call at two in the morning, you got much else, much else to do. Um, but yeah, so that's <laughs> yeah. the problem is people are upset because they look at the electoral maps and they see that like, oh, it's these places that are making the difference. Well, because people vote land doesn't. 
And if you look yeah. at where the most people are, that's where the yeah. most votes come from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, another great thing that's going on right now, uh, there is a ship stuck, use my pencil here, stuck sideways in the Suez Canal right now, and they have no idea how to get it out. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> they say it's as long as like the Eiffel Tower is tall. If you don't know, like if you don't know what the Suez Canal is, it's what percentage of the world shipping goes through there? Well, it's ten to twelve, depending on the day. Yeah. Ten to like, twelve. So, like, it is, it is, it is a huge percentage of the world's trade. I mean, it's, as, the, it's the reason my Xbox is not here yet. Um, like, it's just on that boat, it's just floating. <laughs> you need out. to invest in a grappling hook. It's probably just, like, scale it and get that thing. So it somehow the wind blew it sideways, and it's stuck. And nobody knows what we're in 2021. The entire world is invested in this and no one knows how to fix it. Well, well, here's, here's another interesting bit of news that goes along with, uh, with, with, with the boat stuck in the, uh, in the, um, it's like a job for Superman in, or Aquaman. He could probably now. do something. Yeah. Well, no. And like a lot of people keep looking at like the video of like what the Egyptian government is trying to do to like get it unstuck because it's Egypt's problem. Egypt's yeah, own tiny little rocket truck down there. It's not tiny. That's one of the largest excavators <laughs> that like available. The ship is fucking huge. Yeah, it's a ridiculous. Like, yeah. It's just hard. No, no, no. Scale is hard. So, yeah, exactly. Just deep time and large scale, two incredibly different things, two incredibly difficult things to wrap your mind around. But no, it gets better. Okay, it gets better. According to the Orlando Sentinel, Florida Highway Patrol worked to move a boat that blocked highway traffic on Interstate 10 on Thursday night. Westbound lanes in Crestview were blocked after a large yacht landed on the highway after falling off of the back of a flatbed truck. Guys, this is it. The boats are rising up against us. They're starting you know, to cut off key trade routes. Know they can get it. <laughs> it's the uprising. We should be concerned. All right. They're not going to take our shit anymore. So, like, <laughs> they're like the, the oceans are getting too hot. We're right, done. When the boats, but when the boats rise up, we are in a cell of a lot of trouble. Like, hmm. well, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing as like the Panama Canal. If anything ever happens to that, trade is screwed, right? So we have these like these weird choke points that choke the entire Earth if anything goes wrong, and no one's ever gone like, do you think we should come up with a workaround? Ah, why? Yeah, you think a boat's gonna get stuck Austin Powers style in it? What are the ah. chances? I think the Panamanians. I think the Panamanians threatened to blow up the canal in the seventies or the eighties. They were mad about something. Well, there's um, actually there's actually a few um, alternate history uh, timelines where uh, what if Japan um, was actually kind of more competent before before Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. and decided to not only attack the U.S. military forces in the Philippines and Guam and uh, Hawaii, but then also attacked Pearl Harbor. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, the Suez Canal. Uh, sorry, the Panama Canal. I think what um, would have happened was we would have done some crazy 
1930s like just have immigrants carry battleships on their backs cross continent (laughs) we don't care how many of them die because it's american yeah and just carry them all the way to the pacific because that's how stuff got done back then you know and then we'll have a senator a republican senator from texas saying my grandmother carried the uss iowa across the plains of texas for this country we came here legally like (laughs) because the thing about you in the sand so both ways japan was fanatical but i don't i think japan underestimated just like how many immigrants we had just to throw at any infrastructure problem exactly which is ultimately like you can can do anything if you throw unlimited human suffering yeah yeah it's great you have better planes than us you have zeros that's fine we'll see how your zeros do when it's just surrounded you know eventually we can just crash enough planes into you that you can't escape like it's just we have more we have more people to throw at you it's kind of like the russians and the germans you know what i mean like listen eventually you're going to run out of bullets before we run out of russians yeah yeah like in fact uh, towards the later stages like the last year of the war uh the wehrmacht was the wehrmacht but really the the, the waffen ss like the the fs the ss military units because they weren't all military units right uh were actually rationing bullets for executions like they had to seriously take into consideration do i murder this entire family or is there going to be a family i need to murder tomorrow like like no but seriously they were running that short I, on supplies i've heard it and if you ask the family to be kind and line up so you can just sort of pop well, like at least yeah. three of them through with it's, one bullet it, well, it's, it's also like if you don't kill one big family if you kill eight small families throughout the day i've heard that it's healthier well, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. it looks better on the paperwork. Right. Looks like you did more. It yeah. looks like you did more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good um, Lord. Do more so, with less. Welcome to fascism. So the so the Suez Canal is screwed. Um, oh, so this is something I wanted to talk about, but I also wanted to ask about because I'm very confused. Uh, I saw a poll the other day. They said Biden is in trouble in the polls because of the crisis at the border. And I want to know what. Uh, what oh, this is my favorite. What poll? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham <laughs> and oh, my stars. went That's to the Lindsay border today as part of a congressional photo op. Right, right, right. Not the not to and not Lindsay to meet Graham. Not to meet hot cabana crocodile boys. tears set into eight hundred fucking cameras. When will Biden think of the children? Mother, he said that really. What? Like, yeah, it was basically. When are we going to stop this suffering? I'm like, I don't know, Lindsay. It's been going on for four years. Where the fuck have you been, Ladybug? Yeah, Um, that Ladybug thing still gets me. We know, we know, he went down to the border to meet some hot, single, oiled up Cabana boys, but then also did a photo op. We know that's why he was going down. Oh my god, man, it's. So funny how the attention finally gets brought to the border now that. Trump's gone. We always knew they were going to do that. Nothing down there. They oh did. yeah, and that's and, and they're also they're they're also all over. They have just woken up to oh my god, the deficit is so large. What happened, you guys? Like deficit stuff. I don't understand. I seriously do not fucking understand how Republican voters do not see this. Like I don't. I I do not understand how cognitive dissonance which I have experienced in my life. I'll tell you. I do not understand how you cannot look at it and go, well, you weren't worried about the deficit while Trump was in office, and all he did was was rack up the deficit. You don't actually care about the deficit. 
Yeah. So I tell you, I, I, I talked to some family members and it enlightened me a little bit. Um, the family members I talked to about, about Trump and like, how can you support this guy? They kind of didn't want to talk about it because they did not want to examine and confront the reality that this person is terrible. So it's a lot easier, especially today with the fact that you can get very curated media and very curated feeds. So all you have to see is the comfortable stuff that makes you not have to think about it. And you get a couple of talking points and you can, you can compare notes with the guy at church and then you go back. You don't really have to do anything. You can just exist without having to face any hard truths and they just don't examine it because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, anyway, what else is uncomfortable? Baby cages. Worst, the the, the what? Oh, baby cages. Uh, batting cages. <laughs> no, you know baby what? Baby cages. I will say oh, that. Oh yeah, baby cages. The next Republican uh, president is going to one up Trump, and he's not going to have baby cages. He's going to have baby batting cages. Yeah. Uh, we just beat immigrant children with bats, and we're like, listen, we're just trying to deter them from breaking the law. Oh, well, and now the new push, so, so, so the new push, which doesn't actually solve any problems, right? Because that's, that's the Republican solution is exactly what, the, what I said, the lieutenant governor of Georgia came out and said, you know, this is a bunch of solutions looking for problems. Lindsey Graham, once again, ladybug, wants, he, well, he's trying to introduce legislation into the Senate that will somewhat overhaul immigration policy in that people can no longer show up to just the Mexico border, just the Mexico border, no other port of entry or airport, nothing, just the, just, just the Mexican border uh, and uh, seek asylum or refugee status. You have to stay in your country of origin. So that, you're in that danger leads, and so I, I get why that triggers like a lot of like, Republican sentiment of, oh, why are they leaving their country? These people who will then turn around and say, oh, you don't like capitalism? Go live in a communist country. Like, so you support people leaving countries to go to a country that they would consider better. Good to know. Let's talk about the southern border. But anyway, so what this bill does, what this bill would do, or what Lindsey Graham says it does, I haven't read it, is that a family who has already been told by a drug cartel's gangs uh, either give us your daughters so that we can sell them into sl- sex slavery, or we're going to kill the parents and all male children. That's what these people are fleeing. You, that's that's why they're they're moving in caravans is to is protection in numbers. Okay, they're fleeing gang violence, and 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 the thing about it is, is that the gang violence was started by us. Yeah. It was started by us with this. Well, we have a lot of illegal immigrants who, 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 who are violent offenders and they broke the law. And for some reason, we put them in this wonderful prison system we have and they've become even more violent offenders. Let's just send them back to Costa Rica, that, a country that doesn't have a prison industrial complex or a massive police surveillance state that, that can keep track, to keep tabs on these people. That, and 15 years later, oh, my God. Oh, it's, it's not even just that. that MS, MS-14 we, or whatever the fuck it's called we, is we a did, problem. Uh, we, did, 14, we, yeah. we did that. Uh, additionally, we fund the cartels because who do you think they're selling drugs to? Us. Yeah. And, and as if that's not all bad enough, then we sell them the fucking weapons that they mm-hmm. use to kill these families 
And then we get mad at the families for being like, this is bad. I got to go. So yeah, that's called capitalism, Peter. If you don't like capitalism, you can get out. Yeah, you love it or yeah. leave it. All right, so let's get to the uh, capitalism and us and the way we are. Like, Joe Biden doesn't seem to be wanting to shake up the status quo at all. He's fine with the border and the way it is. And that's just we, the way it is. We knew that. We knew that going in that Joe well, Biden wasn't well, going to well, be the great. I, white I don't hope. think that Biden is fine with the border. And I, there is a surge of unaccompanied minors at the border. There, there is that those things are happening. However, he's asking them all to kindly the, like the, not show up for a while. The, the, the mess that was left by the previous administration, basically dismantling legal means to cross of the entry. border, to seek asylum, to seek refuge. Those have all been stripped away or seriously reduced. Well, that's the got... problem: is we always have to wait for the the right proto fascist to do whatever stupid shit they do, so that then we can yeah. legally untie this knot of dumbness. And so, by the time we've like, okay, we're back to where we started. Now they're doing something else, and it yeah, we're constantly like we're never going to win because we're constantly we're, we're constantly trying to fix the Republicans' mess, and it's just it's a Sisyphusian task, right? Oh, like oh, one my, Democrat my pushes the boulder up the hill, a Republican kicks it back down. Well, and, 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 and Barack forever. Obama, Barack Obama, to his credit, which he's not, he's not a man that I like very much, but neither, Barack Obama, to his which credit, which is funny because have, neither one of us have a like catchy, Obama either. Yeah, he, he, he did have a very catchy campaign whistle stop type yes, we saying, and that was, if you want to go forward, you put the car in D, not an R. The Republicans drove us into a ditch. We need to get out of it. You right. put the car and in remember, drive. Gary Johnson neutral. Forward. Right, the mercy of whichever way the hill is facing. If you vote Gary Johnson, <laughs> that's neutral. Um, so oh the my worst, God. The worst, uh, the worst forms of government uh, is is what brought us here today. Um, we have like 15 minutes to discuss it. I probably have the, no, the least, we have time. I probably have the least um, developed of uh, worst form of government. If you guys want me to go first, um, sure. I actually, if I go have it. it here, I think I've I have it now. Um, I bought a I bought a book to get ready for this, okay, and I was like, I'm gonna burn through this book. This book is like a thousand pages, and it's about political decay, and I'm I'm loving it, but also it's raising my blood pressure. Like I'm <laughs> frothing at the mouth because this was written uh, by this guy in 2014, and he has accurately predicted everything that's happening to our system right now that's like falling apart. And I'm just like, just shut it, buddy. This is some bullshit. Um, but he goes, he goes, man, he goes into post-colonialism, got some great stuff anyway. So after reading, I only got to like three chapters in it because it's a lot to digest too. Um, and I was reading about different government types. I am honestly going to go. I think the worst type of government is a direct democracy, mm. uh, direct democracy. Uh, you guys know, but I'll, I'll explain it just cause we're all going to all go through it. Um, unlike us where we have a representative democracy, we're like, uh, me and Waldo would vote for Bobby and then Bobby would go to Washington and we hope that he would do what we voted for him to do. Sometimes it works. Uh, a direct democracy is when every time we have to make a decision, people get to vote. Everyone. on it. Yeah. Everyone yeah. votes for every decision. Yes. And so if the problem with that is number one, it takes Isn't forever. That what they had in uh, Athens? Uh, no, 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 no. That's not what they had in Athens. Yeah. Um, direct it, democracy has been tried in some limited instances um so, well it's it's never you've you've never really had a government running on it because it just can't have work. That, so like so like the brexit referendum 
that was direct democracy. So you have instances See, that of was like dumb as hell because people you, fell for you. a yes, slogan on the yes. bus. Yes, yeah. yes. By zero point five percent, they fell for a slogan on the bus. That's the fucking yeah. problem with direct democracy. The idea of representative, well, of well, representative I think, I think democracy. The the, the bigger you know, the, the number one issue. thing Google in Brexit or uh, in Britain Post after Brexit, uh, Brexit was, was voted on. Yeah. yeah, but what is Brexit? I think I, I think the Brexit vote was was less. Too many people were duped by lies on a bus and more not enough people were afraid of the people who were being duped by the lies on the bus. Yeah. There was a ton of post-referendum regret of, I just didn't think it was going to go leave, so I didn't vote. Yeah. Like, there far, was, there far was too many people. And, and the Brexit, too many people the thought Brexit that Trump was too much really of a joke. played into yeah. that apathy. And that's... Yeah. That's why many people in 2016 thought that um, the election was Hillary's to lose. Oh, so, yeah. you know, why go vote? Because uh, there's no way Trump could win. Like, you have to be a moron to vote for him. They underestimated exactly. how many and that crazy. They underestimated Hillary country. Clinton's ability to go to Michigan. That that that, my friends, is why a direct democracy sucks, because people at a certain point will vote for stuff on a bus. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry, for some reason, like my, uh, what do you call it, came up. Um, but yeah, people will vote terrible things for a slogan on the bus. And what direct democracy means is if 51% of the people vote to have my entrails pulled out live on CNN and paraded around the Capitol, that's what we're doing. Because somebody put up a bus ad that said, we should pull out my entrails live on CNN. Um, it's for democracy, Pete. So it's like it's weird because we have been we have been brought up on the teat of democracy and been told it's the best form of government. It's great. Blah, 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 blah. The more democracy, better. But the reason we have a representative democracy is because people make stupid decisions. You really want to vote for somebody smarter than you uh, to go to Washington and make decisions. A constitutional republic like what America has. Yeah. And even that's not working out too great. But the only way it can get worse and I hate right now, the people just so smug going, um, actually, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic. Okay, if it was a democracy, it would be chaos. I'm like, you are confusing a means of governance with a mode of government. Yeah. You can have a republic that's not democratic, but that's what we have. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we get to vote on things, and that's what makes it democratic. But the setup of our government is a republic that is federalized. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, and it's this whole thing of like really stupid people going, we're a republic, and that's why the Republican Party is better than the Democratic Party. And it's, I'm um, going, you just fell for the slogan on the side of a bus. Yeah, yeah like, and that's, oh that's why God. we don't, that's why direct democracy is terrible. And even our forefathers, we've talked about this before, people think that like, if well, the, the forefathers thought that everyone except for them were complete fucking yes. morons. And people like, think the, that if like right. fathers, I mean, people think fathers. that if Washington and Jefferson and on Adams like came to 2021, that they would be with the stop the steal rally. Those dudes would take two looks around and go, why are these commoners speaking to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. dare they look me in the eye? You know, I, sir, I'm an aristocrat. Like. They did not want direct democracy. They were worried about too much democracy because people are freaking stupid on yeah. the whole or can be stupid. They can be smart. But anyway, yeah, that's my, that's my pitch. Net, direct democracy net, is the worst. 
Never underestimate the uh, the power of stupid people in large numbers, and always remember that a group's IQ is the uh, the lowest person's IQ in the group divided by the number of people in the group. I'll give so, you one example. Yes, I'll give definitely. You an example of what, what's the Men in Black quote? It's a person is smart, people are dumb, panicky animals. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a small example uh, to close out why direct democracy is terrible. Every year with uh, my students, uh, I try to make lessons as interactive as possible. One of the ones I do is I tell them that they will each receive either it's either like candy or like points on a quiz or whatever these are uh, college kids no they're high school kids oh oh i was gonna say um but what they what they, what they have to do is i'll put up like a uh, a voting thing right is lebron james the greatest of all time or is he not the goat right so uh everyone we take a vote first uh yeah no okay okay now if you can get everyone in the classroom to agree uh like to get like a total total consent Everyone will get a thing, uh, you know, some type of reward, and they can never ever do it, <laughs> ever. It's yeah, always a hundred. At, at the very least, even if even if no one has a genuine argument against passing it, there will always be a contrarian. Mm-hmm. Always. That, that's, that's, direct, yeah. direct democracy sucks. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That's my that's my stance on that. Uh, who right. wants to go next? Well, I think uh, I think we'll just we'll, we'll just keep going with me as last because we did that last time. Okay. The so, Wilder, you want to okay. go? Yeah, so uh, I'd put a lot of thought into this, and my conclusion was that any form of government could work so long as people could make wanted to make it work, right? Like even to make direct democracy could continue to work, and that all the people and all in all would stay alive, right? They would continue to survive and thrive, uh, even if your entrails are drug out of your body on CNN for all the world to see and prayed it around. People keep living, so the worst form of government then would be whatever form of government fails to keep its citizens alive, the ones that just completely collapse and disappear. So this would usually, I believe, come down to the governments with the worst infrastructure, which would depend not on decisions that the people themselves make, the governments themselves make, but on the period of time in which they exist. What might have worked fine for hundreds of years could suddenly fall apart overnight if, say, the Black Plague breaks out and you're in the wrong place in the world at that time, cities where sewage just runs through the streets and all the buildings are really tight together. And so now everyone's catching the plague and there's just no escaping it. And it just wipes out half your population. That would be the worst form of government. The book I'm reading right because now- Because it's unsustainable for the people. The book I'm reading right now brings up a really good point about governments a lot of times are able to be established and thrive based on uh, that place's institutional history. Um, so if you have a strong history, even if it's a totalitarian government, but if you have a strong history of government there that works, even with the plague, chances are what comes next will work because you have this institution of like, we've had a government, it worked, even if we have Yeah, to that's change. how the Eastern Roman Empire survived the Black Death. It was just institutional momentum was mm-hmm. just pushing it along. You know, it was, yeah. So uh, my the- turn or... You got more? Uh, I mean, I, I could give some more thoughts on like other terrible forms of government. Like I was thinking for a while that like the God King would be the worst, but then I cited against it because some of those have lasted for a really long well, time. The God you know, like yeah, yeah. The, ancient Egypt. It's, it's terrible yeah. for the citizens and the quality of life of the citizens, but they're staying alive. Well, the so. God King, it's always a roll of the dice, right? Sometimes you have an amazing God King who's a fantastic administrator. Sometimes you get like a, a King John Lackland who's so terrible at what he does, he loses all of your country's continental holdings and also the crown jewels. You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah. And you get so, like child emperors and Nero's and people that are like yeah. genuinely insane. And yeah. And, and sometimes like you get really, really amazing uh, things, but that's, uh, that's always the risk is like, could you get a good guy or we could get a crazy guy or we could get a good guy that gets a head injury and then goes crazy. Yeah. yeah. Too much syphilis. Yeah. Too we, much syphilis. We, we just, we crammed him full of syphilis and now it's all gone wrong. We just, syphilis you know, is the worst form of government. <laughs> syphilis is unless it helps you like invent electricity thanks ben franklin yeah well, he didn't I mean, invent lightning he just was I like know. oh it shocks me didn't even really do anything with electricity once he discovered <laughs> that, that too. it like <laughs> we had to wait like what a century before anybody really got yeah. around to like oh maybe we could use this for something yeah yeah, yeah. he gets a lot thanks, more credit than he ben yeah. i guess we'll put you on the what is he on the hundred yeah i guess yeah. we'll put you on the hundred all about the benjamins yeah yeah so anyway, my, I think I, and it's sort of jumping off what both of you were saying there. I think that um, the worst form of government would be uh, one that almost immediately falls apart. So like a ruler with a, a hereditary ruler with a weak claim, but a strong nobility, mm-hmm. um, a, um, an unworkable founding document. You know something like the um, the uh, 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 um, the the first U.S. Constitution, oh. the Articles of Confederation. <laughs> oh my God, I've got were a whole just poster. completely unworkable, and I've brought them up before, but it really was just such a bad idea. I've got but a poster like, I used to teach that it's the Articles of Confederation. I have a face hole cut out because I put it <laughs> over my face when I teach it. <laughs> I just put that up today when I was dusting. I wish just, I kept it out. Just, just nice. to let. The, the kids know that you're you're the god emperor's brain's been eaten away by syphilis what's happening <laughs> no like, i did a, that part of the I, I did a whole video where i was a physical representation of the articles of confederation and i'm just like <laughs> i do all day i'm like hey some people say i'm too weak to actually run a country like a whole like a whole thing um yeah. <laughs> a bearded white guy is the physical representation of the articles of confederation hey, what better what better <laughs> kind of is yeah that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but I think I think that at its at its at its pinnacle, so so if 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 a type of government is to be the worst, uh, it has to fail rather spectacularly. So the Articles of Confederation did not, I will say, they didn't do great, but they didn't fail. Okay, they they definitely kept the colonies together as a unified force right. for the period of the American Revolution. Like- it's just unworkable in the long run like would you would you Other, argue that the third reich uh, was a complete failure in governance yeah i mean it was basically just the weimar republic but only aryans were allowed to participate that was that was they it was basically it would be like the, they, the jews they, were also they, like his citizens and he was killing them so yeah like yeah, that was well, unsustainable that's, that's the whole thing of like the the nuremberg laws which which stripped jewish people of their citizenship and their status and they could have their property seized and all that kind of stuff um but he did the the nazis did keep the majority of the german pop of the population of the country which they controlled alive i would i would they argue did. that after 1945 but, the majority of them were not still alive well yeah a good chunk of their population did die in a war attempting to expand their population. But uh, I think, I think the government that takes the cake for the worst government, just from the aspect of 
it had an unworkable founding document. It was never going to last in the long term would be the Constitution of the Confederate States of America, the secessionist movement. So shortly after most of the deep South had seceded. So of course, South Carolina was first, other states followed. And about, it was about two days after Texas had seceded. And I think Tennessee was along for the ride, but Virginia had not shown up yet. Uh, they, they would be a little later. Uh, they were holding it, what essentially became a constitutional Congress in Montgomery, Alabama, which was ostensibly at the time, the capital. Now, during this time, of the states that had seceded from the Union, Georgia was the strongest. So while a lot, while they were setting up the provisional government, Georgia had a lot of influence there in, in how it was going to go down. And there were basically two camps that were coming up. They were either, we're going to copy the U.S. Constitution and just take out the parts that we don't like, we've never liked, or we'll start off with a provisional government that will get us through the war. And then that provisional government will, you know, collapse into a constitutional Congress that will then, you know, will have a, a framework basically. And there was a huge debate over whether or not to have a president until after a constitution had been, had been sorted through. Well, that, was, that was what was fascinating the, about the, um, about the, 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 the Southern rebellion was that they, they wanted insurrection. Yeah, the insurrection. They wanted to keep slaves, so they were definitely not because it's been repainted. It's like it was a fight for freedom. Um, not only the freedom was, to own people, yeah, yes, the freedom to own people, but then also they ended up creating a very—I don't know if you'd call it like a fascist style. Well, um, here's the thing. So, so here's here's the thing, and and why the Constitution of the Confederate States fails to nation build is that one of the biggest issues that the southern colonies had or the southern states by the end by the time that we realized the articles of confederation were unworkable some of the biggest issues were these yankee states are not enforcing our runaway slave laws right we can't get a we can't get a universal nationwide uh uh black ground check huh uh-huh. Huh? Uh-huh. Whereas uh, we can stop and you know stop and frisk these black people that no one in the north has seen before, they might be runaway slaves. That's because De Blasio we wasn't around yet. Just we stop them, check wait. their papers, and throw them in prison until we figure out who they are. Oh my gosh, we can't do that anyway. They'd be, so they'd be proud now. The Confederates, a lot of what Man. the Confederate Constitution wound up being was a pretty much carbon copy of the U.S. Constitution. The you know we the people. <laughs> type thing but they took out especially in article one i think it's sections two and three um they took out several key provisions that the federal government of the united states had and a a chief among which and why i think it's a fail why i think it's the worst kind of government is they completely destroyed any kind of centralized power yeah because they you have to have some types of centralized power but what they did was they basically repealed essentially the that well they took out they did not include in the constitution that they went with the federal supremacy clause right so states could make laws 
that the federal government would have to follow. They basically and the repeated, federal government couldn't do anything about it. They basically repeated, the federal government also couldn't raise taxes. Yeah, they so basically repeated. The, they basically repeated the problems of the Articles Confederation without mm -hmm. a strong centralized power to delegate between the states. Now you have a loose confederation of states, and then states, even in the uh, Confederacy, were like, "Well, if we don't like it, we'll secede from you, Buster." Yeah, exactly. Um, and exactly. then how long? How long till those states then break down? We're like, this county secedes from this state. But here's the thing: so for staying power, and I think I think a lot of people who are into alternate history or historic fiction get this wrong. Like, what if the South won the Civil War? Um, which would be, I mean, it would take a fucking like miracle, like the Union Army being blinked out of existence by Thanos. Um, I can I can order, give you order, I later for, on for if you happen. want, but. I can but, give you one way well, uh, the but, South could have won, but hang on. But no, no, no. I, I I think that if the South had won, if the South had won, here's what happens in the next 20 years: the Confederates' federal government, the the national government, completely grinds to a halt. There's just gridlock, and then you will start getting populist candidates who are pushing through agendas and what 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 the confederates especially the planter class was absolutely terrified of absolutely terrified of and you can see it in their writings around the time that they're that they're creating their their um their constitution was a slave uprising they were absolutely terrified of a slave uprising yeah. because just a few decades prior you had Haiti and Haiti oh, you, yeah. anybody listening or watching if you have not learned about the haitian revolution oh it's really amazing need. it is absolute and it's and it's treated as like this little subcategory of the french revolution no it was its whole own thing and it's definitely history you need to know but that really terrified and then that really terrified white landowners in the confederate states and it's actually a big part of the reason why they left the union was because they thought well if slavery is going to be abolished eventually um these blacks are going to kill us all well, you kept having, kill all of us. You like, kept they having stuff. Whites. They killed the petite blancs. You you kept and, having and stuff pop up and, too. Like you had, uh, I think early early on, you had the Stono Rebellion. Uh, you had uh, Nat Turner. So like you kept having. Well, these and you also had you you also had the big one, the biggest slave revolt in U.S. history was the German Coast Uprising of I believe 1811. I, I might is... be wrong on the year there, but it's um, slaves in several plantations upriver of New Orleans basically rose up and slaughtered all the white people and were like heading for the city and a whole bunch of planters like gathered a militia together and they murdered all of the slaves decapitated them put their heads on pikes up and down the river and along the river road as a warning to the rest of the blacks don't try it and they were absolutely fucking terrified of haiti they were absolute. Haiti was the biggest. I would I would go to argue that Haiti, so far as historically significant to the Confederacy, Haiti was the biggest cause. They they were absolutely terrified, and I could see a world where within twenty years of the South winning, you get gridlock in Montgomery or Atlanta or Richmond, wherever the fucking capital ends up. Because um, like I said, Georgia was really big. It was powerful. It wasn't as powerful as Virginia, but they could get the other states on their side to outdo Virginia. Um, it, it would be political chaos or political gridlock. And from that, I really think that fascism, well, you would just take one economic downturn yeah. to get the middle class whites on side 
and the planter class would just go along with it because at least this guy's not going to free the slaves, but we would get a Holocaust on this continent because the, 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 the problem that, and how they would get the populist message across to the middle-class whites and to the working-class whites was so long as these people own slaves and are still importing slaves, your wages are going to suck. And your lives are going to suck and you're never going to be as wealthy as that planter. And they're really going to go after the planters. And then after they come to power, well, what do we do with all these black people? Well, they might try shipping them back to Africa, but as our own experience with Liberia tells us, that's that's much cheaper solution for them, especially given the attitudes towards the racially inferior blacks would be a Holocaust. I mean that. Right. I mean that makes. So, do you think that this 1920s, could be? Twenties, we would see a Holocaust of Africans wholesale in North America. They would genuinely, they would abolish slavery, only to turn around and put the blacks in ghettos, refuse to let them work in factories. You can share crop, or you live in this ghetto where you know you're you're, you're you you might have a job at a textile mill bringing white people raw materials that they are working on, but even those jobs, after one economic downturn. It would only take one. You would have a populist white uprising that then may lead to a black revolution. And then if the blacks ever, you know, revolt by the time that this day, I mean, you would have an apartheid for a while there, but it would end in a Holocaust if if, if the United States didn't find some reason to invade and take over again. Were you going to say, well, 100 percent, I'm sure it would happen. Oh, God. Um, I had a point it's got like dark. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Kind of forgot it. But that, that's why I really think that the, the, the Confederate States of America, it fails on so many. And it was so many points that it, it's so many points that you're literally building a government based on another government that already exists, that most of the people building this new government have experience in running and you fuck it up so bad. You fuck it up so bad, it was going to fall apart within three decades. The problem was the way the world was moving was that slavery was going to go away. Whether whether through the because the North wasn't going to get rid of it, the North was always placating the South by going, you can keep your slaves since the beginning. So but the, the way the world was going was even the South had voted against the I think early on had voted against the uh, the transatlantic slave trade. So that was out. Um, yeah. Well, and 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 the 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 middle class whites in the South did not want the Atlantic slave trade to resume because right. what they were fearful of is the planter class is going to make things bad like it was in Haiti. And then the blacks are going to rise up and all right. these blacks are not speaking the same language as us. So if we try a political revolution, the blacks might take advantage of it. and Boom. You have a continent sized Haiti. That's so that was genuinely they were that. terrified. And at the end of the day, after the Civil War, none of that happened. Well, it was going to go. I do. Go ahead, Waldo. Sorry. Yes, I wanted to say like ten minutes ago. Do you think sorry, that, sorry, that sorry. Um, the fear of uh, the white fear of black people rising up and murdering them is what Tucker Carlson was trying to get at the other night? Whenever he said that, absolutely, it's the same reason that the prison industrial complex complex exists the way it does today. It replaced slavery, and the whole point was like, oh, we gotta we gotta be careful because. We'll have another Haiti same. where they're all going to uprise and kill the white people in their beds. No, no, no. Now yeah, the, the same sentiment still now the fear, still alive today. The twenties, since the nineteen twenties, the fear has been: don't let the poor blacks and the poor whites 
share even so much as a fucking toothbrush because mm -hmm. the moment you do that american lenin is going to come to power like that it's was that was the immediate thought and the whole point of mccarthyism is don't let the poor whites and the poor blacks realize we're fucking them over both and that's been the goal of white nationalists for the longest time is and it's working all these trump yeah, supporters are poor people but it's going to hurt poor blacks worse than it hurts poor whites right it's kind of like the idea and this always baffles me well not really baffles me but i understand it but it bothers me um is if you look uh for my example if you look at west virginia it's one of the uh poor i think if not the oh yeah you, you've talked about this yeah yeah the poorest place um in the united states worse than almost any of the inner city issues um the, the only reason west virginia exists is because virginia was seceded from the union and west virginia was mostly mountainous and they weren't part of the planner class so they said fuck you they seceded from virginia and joined the union so now you're kind of surprised that like West Virginia goes red and West Virginia is supporting what I would call basically the sons of the planter class, right? Because you would assume that West Virginia would be a lot more revolutionary and it's because they realized we can't let the West Virginias of the world realize, you know, that we're, we're screwing them over. We got to keep them down and we got to keep them racist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and it's genuinely whenever someone like, whenever someone like, Whenever someone like, say, Mitt Romney says, I'm not racist, I genuinely believe it. However, he is perpetuating. He huh? I believe he believes that about himself. <laughs> it yeah, is no, hard. He thinks that he's what not I'm saying is that he may himself, he may himself not hate black people, like genuinely not. However, and this is getting into where the right just falls to pieces, because I'm going to say the P word privilege um he is still participating in and consciously propagating this racist bullshit right. line that's getting poor white people again don't let the poor white people and the poor black people share so much as a fucking toothbrush because the moment that you do capitalism is over yeah that's and we're not gonna have a point of the uh, systemic racism that is uh yeah poisoning the country it's the undercurrent where people who aren't racist can participate in racist activities set exactly. up by people that realize that if you keep everyone racist that you can keep the uh, the rich white people rich just it really just, does come down to rich people being the enemy just like the south used to force everyone to participate in slave runaway slave patrols because even if you didn't uh say you know you're not like an ardent i support slavery i own slaves guess what buddy you're going to be complicit in this and we're going to make sure you're complicit in this so that everybody is participating in this. Yeah. Anyway, we could go on for like five more hours, but we do have to end at some point. Yeah. Um, we I, but uh, just... no, it's, it's, and it's just to point it out. It's that it, 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 to people who are not to people either who were not indoctrinated into it or left it. And you're still trying to understand. You're still trying to figure out it's because it's a cult. That's why you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't understand racism and white supremacy. It is because it is a cult. And every once in a while, a demagogue will pop up like Trump, and then the cult gets a leader, and you have a, a cult of a leader. It, it becomes irritating when people keep trying to apply logic and, to something that by its it nature is illogical. Whenever he says, don't wear masks. Yeah. And you can't, you, you, you cannot, 
you cannot through oh fuck what's the quote it's you you cannot through through reason get someone to see reality if they didn't come to their conclusions using reason and rationality which is why the, like that. Forget the which quote. is why the socratic yeah. method was so cool yeah. when socrates would basically just ask you questions until the questions led you into a circle um socrates although, was a punk bitch <laughs> although i would love to see socrates talking to maga people at a maga rally i would just, i would love to see socrates that's... talking to tucker carlson I would love it. That would be, that would be my favorite. Because just Tucker Carlson with this. Uh, Tucker Carlson always does that. The confused puppy look. The, like, the head tilt of a, a, a dog who's never seen a pizza before. Like, yeah, exactly. But I think uh, Socrates at a uh, Trump rally would be a lot like, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Ossoff or whoever it is from the daily show that goes out there and talks to them. A lot of the times he just keeps asking questions until they come oh, to the okay, conclusion yeah. that what they're doing is against what they believe in. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Exactly. And then yeah. they just fall back on a slogan. Cause that's what slogans exist. For. You cannot debate a right. dumb slogan. Right. Because they're short and concise and it's easy to just sort of prattle it off than it is and, to debate, you know, reality, which is clearly going to be more complicated. And you just slogan. yell it louder and louder, no matter what. When I will right, get right. You can, you can make up for being wrong by being the loudest. Yeah, well, I will give conservatives this. They are really good at uh, messaging through things like, you know, what they name an organization. Like oh my the God, Heritage yes. Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. What was it? Oh, the, Heritage. The, what was the caucus? The caucus that they, the Freedom Caucus, right? Freedom Caucus. It's got, it's got things caucus that caucus everyone loves. Caucus. Freedom and cock. And us. Yeah. yeah. Freedom cock, us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, anyway. The, Whoever whoever ran Obama's campaign as far as the branding should be in charge of all of the branding for the left because up to the uh, since that all our branding is terrible. Like uh, we'll get into all this later, but still some other I mean, go. But Cambridge the, Analytics did a great job with uh, Trump's yeah. slogans and like his little stupid little nicknames and stuff. The, but he oh, let yeah. that organization die because he never pays anyone. The so black the black kind of fell apart right after him. The Even black, he didn't have him for twenty twenty. Do you remember from the 2016 yes. election, the little yes. leaders that were like Trump? Yeah, yeah he never paid them. Uh, he never paid them. Well, no, he did. They yeah. sued, and he paid them and their lawyers. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that he they got – you know what? They he won. promised to pay them what their yeah, original he, contract was. He argued them down for money. They said, okay, well, just let us sell our CDs at your rally. Then you don't have to pay us money. He's like, okay, I'll do that. And then he didn't. He didn't even give them a table to sell their CDs at his rally. That was going to be their payment. So he yeah. – Stiffed a bunch of little girls, which he was wrong to use children in a political rally anyway, but not he did that and then he stiffed them. Always makes me uncomfortable, especially like there was like a CPAC back in the 90s and I was a kid and I was watching and they had like an eight-year-old get up and he's in his little, you know, coiffed hairdo and a little business suit with a Reagan power tie on and it's very 1997 and He's just getting up there and he's just like, we are a country based on freedoms. The freedoms like the freedom to, you know, fire black people and da 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 da, da like all this stuff. And I'm just sitting here as like a seven or eight year old going, this freedom is to really kill everyone with AIDS. I remember thinking like logically, I'm like, wow, that kid sounds like my dad. Oh, he <laughs> probably just sounds like his dad. 
it's oh. it's kind of like the old early videos of the um Hitler youth before everybody knew what was exactly about to take place and they're like young clean cut Germans singing songs doing dances having fun and then they would sing whatever praise the Fuhrer song yeah. in German and everyone's like this is how a country should be run tomorrow belongs to me yeah um, yeah, it's like I always I always get like flashbacks of Hitler Youth videos when I see that. I'm like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, Cabaret is a very uncomfortable musical. <laughs> uh, we got anything we want to plug uh, and anything oh, well, we want to uh, tease for next uh, episode? The right. YouTube channel that I mentioned before, Let's Talk Elections. Uh, very serious. It's it's a smaller channel, but he does great. He does great analysis videos almost every single day like at 538 or politico or um or real clear politics drops an interesting article or like say there's a development like you know and he's also doing a thing um every two weeks he takes a look at biden's approval numbers and then he okay. talks about the things that are causing the approval number to go up or down he was like i was going to do it for trump but then it just you know it just looked like he was going to hover the whole time yeah. like there was just going to be 40 percent of america was always going to approve of him yeah. because he had the catchiest catchphrases so it really didn't mean any approval approval ratings meant nothing but he's got a couple of really good videos yeah. on like what are kamala harris's chances if she were to primary biden 2024 what are her chances if biden decides to not run and trump decides to run or we get a romney year which we're not gonna get a romney year in 2024 it's gonna be trump again but like um trump will have yeah, to stop in order God, to could you imagine if we get freaking Jeb Bush after all this time? No, no, no. no. I think it's definitely <laughs> if Donald Trump heals over of a heart attack tomorrow, mm -hmm. Donald Trump Jr. submits the paperwork to you to think? start running. I yeah. really oh, do. That would be. I think if, I'd be more disgusted. Any right wing media Jr. whatsoever, they are setting Donald Trump Jr. up to be the 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 bear the flag bearer of the dynasty. They really oh, are. No. He might take his sister as his VP. And that would just that would just send it. That would. Sell. I honestly, I would say the smart money would be if they ran his sister and put him as the VP, because then they have that wonderful talking point that they love, which is why do liberals hate women? They don't like her just because she's a lady. No, or they could say if she was if she was uh, if she was on the t if she was on a if she was on a Don Jr. ticket, they could say, well, I mean, she'll be the first white woman as vice president. Do you think his slogans will be uh, MAGA, uh, make America great again, again? Then <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's going to be mega, more something, uh. it's, it's going to be something less subtle, like the Mexicans are raping your children. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I don't, I don't mean to laugh heading. at that, but I yeah, mean, yeah, no. He's going to come out. They want the Mexicans to keep raping your children, y'all. Exactly. Oh, it's I'm gonna be for the children. It's going to be uh, a Joe crazy. Biden's let the Mexicans rape all of his children. It's going to be a crazy slogan like 1939 again or fight or something weird like that. Like. People yeah. are like, wait, wait, what? Oh, hold on. There is a, there is another YouTube channel that I do that I do want to shout out. It's called Actun Shay Films. Let me see if I can look up the spelling real quick. And we'll try um, to we'll try to link it in the also in the uh, yeah, episode yeah. Uh, details there. Uh, uh, but Actun Shay Films, he's a historian. He he's not from New Orleans, but he's living in New Orleans. Uh, he does a really awesome uh, point counterpoint uh, show with himself called Checkmate Lincolnite. Nice. And it's supposed to be a Confederate versus a union. And it's all about the lost cause and stuff like that. It's oh, a really nice. good show, but he's just started a brand new show called uh, frozen fifties man. And it's about a 1950s cop 
who got accidentally frozen by an evil Nazi scientist that came over on Operation Paperclip, and he got unfrozen in the year 2021, and he's having a real hard time fitting in. Like, one of the first scenes like where he... Not very powerful Captain America. <laughs> not very powerful <laughs> Captain America. Well, he's, he's running as a private eye, so we put out he needs a secretary, and this uh, young black lady... Uh, comes to his office to like interview for the job and is like, I don't want to be your secretary. I want to be your partner. I saw the cases that you worked on back in the day. And while some of your views are questionable, I can help climatize you to what we're, you know, like today and help you out with technology and stuff. And he's like, all right, that's fine. And she goes, yeah, just don't say any racist shit. And he goes, racist. I'm not racist. And then he reaches in his drawer and goes, what a racist has this and just pulls out a fucking Nazi flag. And she's like, uh, and he goes, yeah, got that. Whenever we finally broke, whenever we finally broke the line of the Battle of the Bulge, stabbed a kraut right in the ball sack, and then shot him twice in the face. <laughs> Have yes. you been? <laughs> yes. So, so there's a funny thing happening <laughs> with the World War II from the Nazis. With the World War II veterans dying, families are running into the problems like they're going into like grandpa's attic and they're, you know, clean out stuff. And they're just pulling out tons of Nazi memorabilia with like bullet holes and stuff. And they don't know what to do with it. They well, grandpa looted it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in a museum. That's the best way to get it. Grandpa stabbed a Nazi in the eye <laughs> to get this like knife or pistol or flag or whatever. But they, they don't want to sell it to like on marketplace to a white supremacist premised and museums <laughs> and museums are like we got plenty yeah. of nazi flags too much of this yeah we have sure, like if you go to ebay it who's gonna be buying it Trump you supporters. can't you can't it's sell that on ebay ebay has White rules buying it so um oh my God. <laughs> someone yeah, should no, start it, it's one of my favorite one of my favorite moments from uh from uh the show american dad the fish yes. clouds like he's uh it's like christmas time and they've got the tree up and a little train track is going around the christmas tree and then klaus just like rolls in in the train and they're just like oh klaus you got the train working and he was like yes yes my family has a long history working with locomotives oh, uh, my God. grandfather <laughs> ran the train at auschwitz and everyone went oh and he goes at the zoo it's a big <laughs> town there are other things there <laughs> we have uh, other things uh, Wilder, you got anything you want to pitch? Yes, uh, everyone watching, buy our books, uh, the Dust Belt series. That's how we make money off this uh, podcast. Oh, that's they right, are, yeah, we, we uh, still... Twilight Zone like stories where every one of them has basically a terrible, terrible ending. I really, ending I really wish we had gone with the oh, name where we we just named them all. Nice try, asshole. Ah. Yeah, nice try, asshole. Yeah. That is it. Like whatever the protag's trying to do he wants it really bad you're gonna want it for him and he ain't gonna get it so yeah. you know nice try asshole yeah. um and as, as for me i don't think i have anything to pitch because this is really all i'm oh uh you can you can listen to the other podcast uh, i do called sketch night just sketch night it's just sketches real fun stuff so if you guys get really oh, ups- yeah i was sorry so if you guys get really upset like i do from this and you want to relax go listen to some fun sketches Yay. Yay. Uh, yeah, no, I meant to I meant to tell you that actually um, I might be starting another podcast with nice. a buddy of mine who has a background in econ and poli sci. And uh, we we're still working on the format right now. We don't know. We, we want to call it uh, podocracy. And it's going to be a podcast where we talk about uh, different basically exactly what we were talking about today. 
uh, different types of government, but like the history of civics, basically. Like, you know, how did the Soviet Union government actually operate? Like, as an average Soviet citizen, how much say did you have in what was going on every day? Like, how, uh, you know, why has Mexico had so many fucking constitutions? The spoilers, the answer is the United States. But, um, yeah. Like that time we took a quarter of their country away. Right, right. And, like, yeah. like how did the banana republics actually function? Things like that. Like, what was, you know, what was pre- uh, uh, re- Magi rest, uh, Me- Meiji Restoration Japan. How was I was going to say the like, Banana like, Republics? You know, uh, hint did whatever the hell the U.S. told them to do. Well, they did whatever the United Fruit Company told them to do. Which, and if yeah. you think that the U.S. government was more powerful than United Fruit in Guatemala, I have another thing coming to you. Yeah, but, man, uh, the, yeah. the Chiquita so, no, Banana Lady not, does not fucking play. No, she doesn't. She it's doesn't. Not. Did you know? the CEO of one of those fruit companies, like in the nineties, like they were trying to deal with some of the backlash from like average Americans, just learning all the bullshit that went down during the banana Republic period. One of the CEOs of like, I I don't think it was Jakita, but it was one of them. He threw himself out of a 30 story window to his death. Like Uh, couldn't take it. Couldn't handle like, and he was like the great grandkid of like the guy who invented the, the idea that's, of a banana republic. I was I was gonna say that, like that's when you know your fruit tastes terrible. Yeah. I, I was gonna yeah. say he threw himself out, or some some Guatemalan farmers paid him a visit and <laughs> well, I think it was in threw himself so, out. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> he tripped yeah. and fell on a bullet. Yeah, yeah. He, he threw himself All out right, of window we'll some bullets. All right, guys. I, I uh, have to pray. <laughs> we'll see you next time. We've all got to go pray. All right, bye guys. Thank you.